chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside, as always, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we've been looking forward to this weekend for quite a while now since they announced it. And I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Something different. We're heading to Bristol, where it will be a dirt track, something new and something we haven't seen in the Cup Series for quite some time. Yeah, um, I was excited. And then I was watching uh, Kyle Petty talk to someone, and he told me to temper my excitement um because he said the hype's huge and there's no way it can live up to the hype so um i'm tempering it a little bit but i'm still excited it's different and hey if i didn't have baseball games every friday and soccer games every friday i'm the kind of guy that would be at a dirt race every friday um so i'm excited for this hey we've been uh, to a couple dirt races up in uh, the heart of texas speedway up yeah, in Waco. you know if we can get one here in college station uh anybody looking to put something out by uh that uh top golf or whatever they're getting you know put a dirt track out there too get the white collar people their golf and the blue collar people they're racing well they'd probably end up like the uh, nashville fair fairground people and be a little uh po that there's too much sound oh god noise track. but yeah so we will break down some of the latest news this week, get you all caught up, and then we will preview Saturday's truck race and Sunday's cup race. A little bit different format, we'll get into that, but first, Thomas, we had another scandal with iRacing, and it, it has been solved, and we are filming this on Wednesday nights. We're not sure of the results yet, but the Intimidator, Timmy Hill, was held out and then finally let back into the iRacing event. Yeah, it's just such a, like, I don't know if they did that because he wasn't full-time this year. I know there's a couple races, the 66 car will be driven by someone else. But just after what he did in iRacing last year, he won a race and he was, he was competitive. And I want to say he won a title somewhere the year before. I don't know that for sure. But yeah, to, to just overlook somebody like that. Like, and iRacing, I, we're going to talk about how it confuses uh people or people being you and i but uh like it seems like something so easy to add another card to like like uh, i think there was like 30 something you couldn't have 30 something plus one but yeah good that he's in it uh seems like a good dude we're pro good dudes and uh for now on the show is uh we've decided we're pro timmy uh, timmy hill so go on and timmy dater yeah, and we, he's somebody that's participated in iRacing for almost every race over the last two years and to kind of hold him out. And I thought it was kind of cool to see Reddit rally behind him, and they were a little bit pissed off that he didn't get in it. So now they try, they're trying to vote him into the All-Star race, and I think that would be pretty cool. Hopefully we can get him a better engine if he does make it into the All-Star race. But I think to the moon. Funny. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about iRacing because I don't understand it, and – maybe we're it's just because we're a little bit older but i it's like watching the live streams of guys play Fortnite or any other video game like and you kind of mentioned it before the show it's like if you went over to a friend's house when you were growing up and you weren't playing the video game you're just sitting there bored yeah i mean we i was in the era before you were like a lot of the games like pac-man and whatnot were all 
one player games. So if you had like four friends over the house, I mean, I, it could be 20 minutes before your next turn and you're like, Oh God, this is terrible. So the fact that people go out of their way to watch people play video games confuses, confuses the shit out of me, but we live in a generation where little kids watch other little kids open up uh, boxes of toys on YouTube. So I don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, and this is before everyone got vaccinated and got all crazy from the vaccine. So who knows what's going to happen after that? But yeah, I, I don't see me ever watching iRacing. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's on right now and I don't have any intention. And then they dropped a new track in the Chicago loop. And I'm like, who the hell cares? I mean, it, I guess it's fun for them. And I guess it gives a chance for teams to get some more sponsors or uh, get them more light. But I just don't see the interest in watching these guys play video games yeah i mean i if you told me i could i race and um i have an issue when i play racing games where i get nauseous and have to puke after about 20 minutes so i mean if you told me i could i race that'd be awesome but if you told me i had to watch someone else i race i don't yeah but we might have to get into it because that if it's the future of nascar and we're gonna have the greatest nascar podcast in america if not the world we might have to i'll put you on that beat i'll give you the iRacing beat well i'll tell you you can buy an iRacing computer i'm on their website right now you can buy the computer the whole setup for fourteen hundred dollars and then but the good news is you get the 110 dollar yearly membership for free for the first year so oh well hell then get us too yeah so i'm waiting for that stimulus to I mean, cash and i'm buying I mean, myself like I've been doing a lot of research since we started this podcast and like guys like Landon Castle, like they do it nonstop. He even started his own league and like, he's constantly like I racing. I was like, I mean, good for you, <laughs> but yeah. So maybe just, we'll, uh, with our stimulus checks, we'll buy an I racing machine and we'll get into it. I probably will do something smarter with my money. But let's, there was a story that came across, I believe it was Monday. Uh, I'm going to call him a clown from Toyota Racing Development. Well, he came out in an interview on Sirius XM and said that the way that NASCAR is running right now is the best way for them moving forward. And that is without practice and without qualifying. And I think you strongly disagree with them as, uh, as much as I do. I think his answer was disingenuous. He sort of said that they are putting out as good a product not having practice and qualifying as they were before which to me there there's no common sense behind that he claims the race simulators um and other resources allow them to race as well as they have in the past i just don't see it and if you if you wanted to be honest and say hey you know we can't go forward with the model we've had in the past because of money and we are doing this move because of money, I'll believe you, but don't, you know, don't um, pee on my head and tell me it's raining. Um, I just don't see any way where the product could be the same. And as we, I was telling you, we could have had the NCAA men's basketball tournament in October. We could have rolled basketballs out October 15th and you could have had, a tournament that all the games got played might even had some excitement with some buzzer beaters at the end and exciting games, but the basketball product would not have been as good as when you go through a whole season and played in March. 
Yeah, it's all about the setups, and I know how much they spend on the simulators back in their home shop and the guys that, you know, it's pretty close to what they get, but there's still nothing better than the actual thing. And I know that part of the argument was saving money and thinking that the fans would enjoy it. But I like the fact that the guys can go there and practice. They can qualify and earn their spot and earn their pole. And it's not just, well, you know, your owner had, you know, a good week last week, you finished in the top five. And so you're going to start at the pole. That's not how it should be. It's a week to week thing. And you kind of build on it throughout the season. Yeah. And every, uh, every racer that's been on a broadcast has mentioned how they miss the practice and they miss, you know, the qualifying. So, is the money side going to win out or is the drivers and what they want going to win out? And then his ideas, cause people spend hundreds of dollars to come out to these tracks for weekends. And part of the deal is, Hey, I get to watch qualifying. I get to see him work on the cars and the, the, the pit row or whatever the fuck they call that. The, uh, anyhow, all, all that stuff. And his idea is to replace it with concerts and stuff. And it's like, are we turning this into, uh, you know, the, the rodeo? Like, I'm a guy who, when I go to the rodeo, I don't care who the concert is. I want to see the rodeo. So it could be uh, uh, it could be 80s uh, hip-hop day, or it could be country Joe, uh, Cotton Eye Joe singer guy. I don't care. I'm there for the, the rodeo. I don't want to see NASCAR go to that. Like, oh, hey, you know, the race, we're just having a race, but that's all right. You can see... Uh, a Cardi B, you know. Well, like, and one thing that kind of counters his argument, and I know Bristol's uh, one of those tracks that gains a lot of fans, but the grandstand capacity uh, reached at Bristol for the truck race and cup qualifying on Saturday. So fans want to come out and see this. And again, it could be the excitement from the dirt. And it's the first time we've seen them qualify in quite some time and do practices. But I think it's something interesting. And if you do go to a NASCAR race for a weekend, it's something that you want to see. Yep, and maybe change the qualifying. This they're doing different qualifying for this than they the just run the two laps and the fastest lap. Maybe change it to where you're uh, racing to get good spots. Earn your way up to the top, and you're doing yep. a couple races. That's what they're doing this weekend. So Toyota Racing Development. If you want someone with smarter ideas, we're here for you. We don't know how to work a car or do anything like that, but we got some great uh, money making ideas. So let's go to uh, Tennessee Bristol Dirt Race. Uh, I was talking to you about this. Is this like a once a year thing? Do we think it's going to be Olympics? One thing I uh, was thinking of when I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Luke Hillen, shout out. Uh, I think this might just be a one-year thing just because how much uh, work it does to the body of the car and the chassis. And they're moving to the new car next year anyway. So maybe they were just testing it out, do something different. And then if the car gets damaged, it's one of those that you're not moving forward with next year. Yeah, uh, that's a very uh, that's something we hadn't thought of with our small little pea brains. Um, that's good. I I mean, to me, uh, like I think a lot of it is going to have to do with people's reaction to how the actual race goes. I think if it's a good race and people are excited, I mean, I'm not, I don't care how much it messes up the chassis. Maybe you group two or three dirt races all in a row, so the damage is lessened. But if it's worth watching, they'll uh, and people want to watch it, they'll do it. Um, and one thing we talked about is they're doing a lot of work at Bristol. Maybe if it's something that uh, they like, um, maybe you know they're fixing up that Nashville Fairgrounds. Maybe they turn that into a dirt track. And they had the Bristol Nationals 
out there all week with all the little late model midgets and whatnot, sprint cars. Maybe you turn that into the, the NASCAR dirt capital of the world and you tell the neighbors, you know, sorry, you moved in next to a fairground. We're going to have some noise for a couple weeks here. Um, I mean, there was a fairgrounds here. There's loop-de-loops and the, the spin and puke things. Um, you knew that coming in. So maybe they turn that into a, a dirt track year round that's nascar dirt track capital of the world um but i'm i'm a little uh, tentative because i grew up uh i watched nascar in the 90s and the big deal back then is oh we got to get in on indy we got to get in indy well they got in on indy in 94 and apparently people are bored with that because now they're not even racing the main track so uh it is something they're gonna have to tread lightly um no pun intended or was it well, let's get into the first race of the weekend, which will be the Penty's Dirt Truck Race on Saturday night. That'll be at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox Sports 1. And it's kind of uh, more so an all-star race than what we've seen this year. Some cup guys will be uh, dropping down and racing. Those guys are Daniel Suarez, Chase Briscoe, Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Newman, and Kyle Larson. A lot of big names, and it's funny. Before we talked about the the bushwhacking that went on last uh, last weekend uh, with the Cup guys driving, this used to be sort of what it was back in the early two thousands, where they in, before they instituted the the rule where you can only race so many. Um, you know, it's it's a good mixture of uh, some crafty veterans that'll bring some fans out, and that was the argument back in the day when they let them do it. Is hey. We know this is supposed to be the minor leagues building up drivers, but we got to get people in the stands. So it, it's good to see the mixture of those guys and then the uh, the regular truck guys. And then the uh, other one is the the Friesens, Jessica and Stuart Friesen will be racing together. Yeah, it's something you've I, been excited about. I'm excited. You know, it, it, it's funny listening to apparently the uh, they keep asking their their uh, son who he wants to win and. It depends on what he wants from who when he answers uh, who, who he thinks is going to win. I, I, it's a, a cool story. We're looking for cool stories. I feel like TMZ on this one, though. I was doing Jessica uh, Friesen uh, research. A lot of uh, sprint car uh, you know, success back in the day, but uh, she raced for Tony Stewart's uh, team, and uh, she dated Tony Stewart. I feel like TMZ reporting that. So that's you a know, little angle uh, just to – It'll be fun to watch them race, and, uh, you know, I'm going to put my money on uh, Jessica winning that one. Over Stewart. All right. Yeah. We'll get into our picks. Uh, we'll wrap up the show with that, changing up the format a little bit. So that race will be Saturday night, again, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on FS1. Friday for the cup race, we will have one practice from for 50 minutes starting around 3 o'clock Eastern, and then they'll do one more practice um, right before the truck race from 530 uh, to 625 Eastern. And then Saturday, there's four qualifying races, and uh, those are staggered by 15 minutes beginning at 430. All of that can be seen on Fox Sports 1. We mentioned it before, but it's nice to kind of get a little sense of normalcy with the practice, but then something a little bit unique in, in the four qualifying races. Yeah, uh, it's it's something you see when you go out the heart of Texas Speedway. Um I'm all for, uh, like I said, hey, maybe we do this every weekend. And maybe that answers the Toyota racing development guy's problem. Yeah. 
And then another thing that I saw heading into this weekend is, uh, you know, some or most of the teams won't be bringing their normal pit crews. Uh, we consider her a friend of the program. She has no idea who we are. Jamie Little, she tweeted, uh, due to roster uh, limitations means mechanics and fabricators are essential, plus non-competitive pit stops means no positions gained under caution when pitting, so you won't see those guys trying to vie for those tenth of a second quicker pit stops. A uh, little bit interesting, and th- it would be interesting to see how those guys do. Team Hendrick uh, or Hendrick Motorsports uh, tweeted out a video of their guys getting practice reps in of changing the tires and look pretty cool. And uh, I think if you, I think it'd be something I'd like to try out just to see how good these guys actually are. And most of these guys are college athletes, but it'll be it'll be cool to kind of see that. And, see oh, and I mean, with non-competitive pit stops, that means uh, uh, Kyle Larson can't get two uh, speeding penalties in the same race. Um, so good for him and he's one of the favorites so he, he doesn't need much more help but there you go and hopefully anthony alfredo won't spin out on pit road and then almost <laughs> take out four guys like he did last weekend in atlanta but uh, so well this weekend we'll also see some specialists enter the races we talked about one and that was Stuart friesen uh he's racing in the truck race he'll also be appearing in cup he won the 2019 truck race at eldura some other guys are mike marlar Chris Wyndham and Shane Gulabic. Yeah, um, it's something we used to always see by back with the road courses, and uh, like this is something you'll see every year if they decide to to keep doing it. You know, it's a good uh, good chance for the the people that just uh, grind on dirt tracks every year uh, to come out and uh, show that they can race with the, uh, the the big guys that get the big bucks. And right now, before we get into our paint schemes, I can't believe we missed this last week. We dropped the ball. And I don't know if you know this, Thomas, but the Wood Brothers are looking for their 100th win in Cup One, I See, I thought they were at 98. They're at 99 wins? Yeah, they're at 99. So the next one gets them to 100? Yeah. God, that, that deserves an ice cream cake. <laughs> we might have to get one in honor of the Wood Brothers getting it. How confident are you that it could be this weekend? You know, this is a crapshoot weekend. Um so I will probably after the last couple of weeks, I'd probably be a, a, like a 6.1, um, which is probably too high now that I think about it. But uh, the, the crapshoot takes about uh, five off of it. So I'm going to go 5.6. All right. And I have no idea what to expect this weekend. It was, it was hard for me to look up some you know stuff about dirt racing and, because all these guys kind of that's kind of how they started and they've been doing it at different tracks and doing different models and all that so i'm just going to go with an easy five it's a cop out there you go. but you know he could do it but again like you kind of you mentioned it's a crap shoot so just who knows what the hell is going to happen and like what? we're making our fantasy lineups and i'm like i'll probably just put the specialist in my lineup because i'll never use them again and who knows what the hell is going to happen yeah and you know it's um I don't know who's going to be more excited though when they get the 500 wins or 100 wins, us or the Wood Brothers. I think it's going to be a close. You know, I I might give the edge to them, yeah. but <laughs> I will enjoy my ice cream cake uh, celebrating it just as much as they will. We'll bring it into the office and see how everybody reacts, and they'll be like, "Who the hell are these Wood Brothers?" <laughs> All right, so let's get into our favorite uh, topic every week that we do. And paint schemes, again, we're recording this a little bit early, so not all of them have come out or been released, but some pretty good ones coming out. We'll start with the truck race. Who's your favorite? 
Um, my favorite, uh, number 45, Brett Moffat, he's going to drive a, a truck that has a, uh, special paint. And this is almost like a Darlington paint scheme because he's honoring someone from the past barefoot, Bob McCready, a dirt racing legend. He has, he has won over 500 races in his career, which that's a lot of races. Um, he's won 29 point totals in eight different racing series. So, uh, Honoring, and if you go back, you can find you know, there's this thing called Google. If you type in Bob McCready and you look up the pictures of some of his past cars, and then you uh, look at the car, uh, the truck Brett Moffat, it, it honors it very nicely. So that's the one I'm going with. It sounds like the Wood Brothers should, uh, you know, sign Bob McCready, he's got almost 400 more wins than they do. Well, sad, he uh. He had an accident in a parking lot. He was riding a motorcycle. Someone hit him, and he hasn't raced since then. Uh, he won a $1.7 million lawsuit, though. So, Ooh. Thanks, Google. That doesn't make up for getting raised because he probably would have another 500 wins. I'm going to go with the number 33 truck in Myatt Snyder. I texted you this one earlier this week and called Dibs. He's going to be driving the Louisiana Hot Sauce uh car it's got some flames on it it's also got tax layer on the back but louisiana hot sauce uh sponsoring my snyder that one's my favorite uh in the truck series in the cups i liked this one too as soon as i saw it ryan newman with the oscar Mayer cold cuts pretty badass the only thing i think is missing from that is icky woods from the old uh commercial where he uh has cold cuts in the uh in the uh, grocery store and then he spikes them on the ground. Um, that's a sweet car. You like, you got two choices that if we didn't have to limit it to, to just us picking one, um, I probably would have picked that one. Uh, what, uh, that's your first one. My first one, uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, always uh, a couple times a year, he rolls out in the bush car this time, a bush dirt car, which is the paint scheme of a regular uh, bush car but it's got dirt on it, like mud. It looks pretty sharp. And then my second pick is the number 38 car of Anthony Alfredo, a.k.a. Fast Pasta, in the Dude Wipes 38. It's pretty sharp, black, got a little bit of blue tint to it, and then white numbers on it. It looks pretty sweet. Hopefully he'll be running up front so everybody can see that. Dude dude Wipes, are those wiener pills? (laughs) They are not like uh, Exalta uh they are they're for your ass after you uh go number two. Oh shit yeah. literally yeah. Uh, i'm <laughs> no going with... we're gonna have to put the e next to this episode <laughs> <laughs> kyle larson uh picked up a hey good for him picked up a sponsor um he had been driving the hedrick uh cars company one.com but he's got freightliner it looks pretty sharp it's a it's a uh, black and uh and blue paint scheme looks pretty Pretty nice. So I'm giving that to him in the uh, the first time out in it. All right, Lowell, let's get to our picks in the truck race. It actually kind of looks like you're going to contradict yourself what you said earlier. I'm like the uh, the sun, you know, just changing my <laughs> mind on the pick every every chance I get. I'm going Stuart Friesen. He's been running top ten every week, and uh, he's won an Eldora race in the past. So I think he fights off the uh, the Cup guys. See, I'm going to go with the cup guy. I'm going to go chase Briscoe myself. No really particular reason why. Uh, I just think he's pretty good on dirt, and I think he'll be able to get the win in the truck race. Let's head to the cup race on Sunday. Who you got? We'll go with our main winner first, and then we'll go long shots. 
main winner, I'm going uh, a guy named Christopher Bell. He, uh, he won the 2015 Eldora. He's got quite a few uh, titles on dirt back from his early days. So I'm confident he's already got a win this year. So he's feeling it. I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Larson. I actually watched his um, press conference earlier today on Wednesday. He was talking about how he's had some success at Eldora, but he's not expecting uh, this dirt track to race uh, similarly to it. He is the odds on favorite out in the desert in Vegas uh, to win this race. And I think he's going to be able to pull it off. There you go. And I didn't see this dark horse for you. Who's your dark horse? Chris Wyndham. I thought you had someone else, but no, oh, it's right in front of you, man. I'm going Chris Wyndham as a spoiler alert. I'm going with him as my dark horse. Uh, he was he's one of the seventh driver to complete the uh, USAC Triple Crown, uh, winning titles in sprint cars, midget cars, and the silver crown. Uh, he's one of those specialists that's making a, an appearance in the Cup Series. He's going to be my dark horse to win it. Kind of a you know one of the best at dirt racing. I'm going uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Um... He likes to drive fast. I forgot who I, uh, I was watching a lot of videos the last couple of days. And one guy said that he would pick Stenhouse cause he's ridden with him before in a, uh, in a uh, dirt car and, uh, he had no fear and he, uh, drove fast in the dirt. So I'm going with him as the dark horse. All right. So Thomas going with Christopher Bell with his dark horse being Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson uh, with Chris Windham as my dark horse. And Thomas, again, we're looking forward to this. Hopefully it's a lot more exciting than these last two weekends at Phoenix and Atlanta. And I think it will be. But uh, this has been another episode of Loose Lugnuts, the fastest growing NASCAR podcast in the country. Uh, this is the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan be sure to follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod and on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We're both running that, tweeting our favorite, and we're posting our favorite uh, paint schemes and uh, just following along with all the NASCAR news to keep you uh, up to date. We'll do that for you, do all the dirty work for you so you can filter through some of the uh, crap on Twitter for you. And, and I'm going to ask everyone, do me a favor this week. Um, you know, get a friend to listen. I think if a friend listens... You know, and then that friend gets a friend to listen, you know, before you know, it, you'll know someone famous. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we'll get one of those famous people on the show. Give it something, spice it up a little bit. But, yeah, you know, if you just just, just a little homework, get one friend uh, to subscribe and listen to an episode. Hopefully they like it. And then they tell another friend and we continue to be the fastest growing NASCAR podcast in the country, if not the world. Well, that will do it for this week's episode, the preview episode uh, we will be back next week to break down all the action. Again, smash that subscribe or follow button on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and also give us a five-star review. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yep, we're going to take a shower and we'll see you on um, Monday. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was seven.
my Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got stuff others on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for 